Today's Rishayim, we're holding a parent Zion, which is the middle of Tara. Uh, purity of intent, of, of, one's heart is completely unaffected by any ulterior motivation. We're holding by the paragraph which starts, Amnam. I have a mashatzarech la'adam. Yaisir iyon. We're present to apply himself more to it. Melach Rabba, this is a tremendously, tremendously difficult activity. Who Taravis Isu? That's things which involve a mixture of Isu. What does it mean, things which involve a mixture of Isu? The Hainu. Shalif Amim Adam Hoylech, but Isa Mitzvah Nishma Mamish. It could be an occasion where a person goes and dies a mitzvah. Mamish with the right intention to do a mitzvah to, to fulfill Hashem's requirements. Shakach Gaza Binisha Bashamai. When it comes to mitzvahs, the intention of the Shema is, I say it by Hashem Paran. We're doing this because that's what Hashem was guiding us to do. Amnam. But at the same time, that he's doing a mitzvah, and even with the Hashem Shemaim intention of fulfilling Hashem's decree, Amnam layechtal midashatif yimaizip niyacharis. But somehow there's also some side uh, motivation, some side element which creeps into my mind at the same time. And that is, of course, of course, I'm doing the mitzvah of the Shema. But at the same time, I'm thinking, Oh, people should notice it, and people should praise me for what a tzaddik I am. Or somehow, maybe I'm going to get money for this, or some other reward for it. Whatever it's going to be, that already detracts from the perfect perfection of the action. It can happen also sometimes. I feel him it wasn't Mamish's intention. He wasn't doing it particularly for that reason. But but if a person feels he is being thanked or praised or respected or noticed what he's doing, then he feels good about it. And that's going to cause him that's going to cause him to do a better job next time. And that extra care, that extra effort, that extra element of the, the thought of how to do it better, that wasn't Ishma anymore. That was as a result of the praise or the thanks that he got. And that means that the mitzvah is not completely Dishma. Gemara says about her that Rabbi Khanim daughter, she has a precise office. She was walking and she had a very refined way uh, of walking. And people noticed it. He came in Shashama, Shaimir, when she heard people just commenting about her. And they said, come and noise, look how impressive, the, how, how good it is the way this girl walks. So, she was more careful to, to perfect, so to speak, the, the way she walked, the refinement of it, or whatever it would be, and now she was doing it for people. This added element of care was and therefore that element of the mass was no longer a Even though the mass, the main reason why a person does something, is for the right reason. This is a mitzvah. But there is also this little element which creeps in of some other ulterior motive. It's a mitzvah and most of the intention is good and for sure that's why I should look at it. But it's not tar, it's not pure. It's not pure because the Maisa, even within the Maisa, there is that little element of some ulterior motive. Now, the Mazish makes it sound like that a person started well and then somehow this ulterior thing kind of 
made its way in and uh, distracted him. In the Mesa fast, it's very hard to do any action without some kind of a fear. Even if we're bad to be doing with Ishmael, even that's the, the overriding motivation that Aki talks about, but there's still a lack of our people today to have, you know, but if people notice me and they see how hard I'm trying and see what a good job I'm doing, so then I'm they're going to they're going to respect me for it or they're going to appreciate it or it's going to change my social standing, whatever it's going to be. Even some small machshav like that, I wish someone would see me now when they see what I'm doing. So that, that already has this element of a shalonish added to it. If you're talking about the level of Tyra, then it's no longer that level of Tyra. There's already a certain uh, second, secondary even or, uh, uh, interest in what a person has or is doing, and that's not as much as the first one was. So when you're talking about Tyra, Tyra means doing an act which is completely nishma, and that that, that second uh, motivation or reason for what he's doing doesn't exist. Now the question I thought to ourselves is that that's what the Nisrishon says is with the level is expected of a person who wants to become Tyra, but how does a person humanly do that? The mindset of the Matthias is that a person does think about uh, what other people think about them, does think about how others look at them, does react to praise, does react to COVID, whatever it's going to be. And so it's a shy for a person to actually get to a stage which is so far removed from any feeling that we can say is doing a completely nishma, and there's absolutely no no uh, incentive the person has for COVID or for reward or for a claim or for anything else. So we can break this into two steps. The first step is a person who does something in a way where he's going to get COVID. Then for a person I get to say, no, I'm not going to, I want to do this, but I don't want to get affected by the COVID that I'm going to get, is impossible. That's not something which a person is really careful, careful of doing. Which means a person is aware of the fact that people are talking about him, and is aware of the fact that people are, you know, are giving him credit or, 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 or proud or amazed or whatever adjective you want to use as a for what he's done, and now for a person to be able to completely block that out of his mind and still do a maisa which is completely nishma is very difficult. And therefore, the better way to do a maisa which is more close to being tired is to do things which no one knows who did it. Because if that's the case, it's not that I'm aware, I'm, I know that I'm being praised, I'm being thanked, or people change their estimation of me and I'm trying to block that information out. They don't, they don't change, they don't thank me, they're not about it because they don't know who was the person who did it. And by that, it, it's one. It's not yes, the perfect level. We'll spend one in a moment. But at least that's one step up into making something more tar. Which means if I do a mitzvah in a way where no one knows who the mitzvah was done by, so then I, I save myself, so to speak, the, this chashash. And there's the people are going to come and thank me, and people are going to praise me, and people are going to give me the good feeling of that they that kid, I feel good about what I did, and then that's going to take away some of the lishma. Whereas it was completely. I know that it. it's completely in an anonymous way, so then no one's going to necessarily like thank me, respect me, or whatever other will it is for what I've done. And in a case like that, so then it's easier for a person to do it lishma. That's the first point. And that's the matter, therefore, of uh, Martin Decessor, something which no one knows about, because it takes away the, the, the first part of the challenge, which is the, the motivation to do something, based on other people's estimation, other people's wants, whatever you're going to call it, which would apply if they knew who did it. But it's still not necessarily the complete lishma, because there's still a possibility of a person thinking, I wish people would know what I was doing. Now, of course, I'm very happy to the mitzvah, I'm very happy to, to, to be 
be wasting nefesh or to try harder. But at the same time, I wish people would be aware of it. And even if people aren't aware of it, but just that, that, that very feeling itself is a certain negative motivation. And that is one thing is completely nishma. Deep down, I'm really doing it, so people should have to find out about it. And then that would be something that I would want, that people would treat me or look, look after me differently than before. So what's going to overcome that second part of the answer? We are already talking about the person who is doing things, but saying that is doing things you know, indiscreetly, that, I mean, that discreetly, that no one knows about it. And how, how, but still, how do we overcome the second part of the story, and that is the person wishes how, is that halavaya with other people would know about it. So, third we'll see, a bit later on, the next paragraph, Mr. Shalom gives a few more words, which really is that he says, I'm seeing this part as well. He says, Kinei, if you wanted to bring flour for a minchan mizbech, you couldn't just take regular flour and use it as a carbon. The flour had to be sifted 13 times. Wash a quiet tar, the guy will call sick. After 13 times you sifted it, then this flour is completely clean flour. You're not going to find anything in that flour. And that's why the right amount of times that they were they worked with the best of English was to ensure that we're actually going to offer in the end is completely pure. Therefore, same thing, we can't assume that the Maisim we do, which are are going to have an influence on the Shulchan and Shemaim, are going to have, a, have, have an effect by the Mizbech and what he calls. And that is, only if a person does the same amount of checking to make sure it's good. So to read that again, Kachi Ashladis Laratan is Bukhaya Elyon, the Mizbah of a Kodesh Baruch on high, which checks the person's Maisim. A person, actually, a person dies, it's impossible for it to be Lias, the Avoidus Akil Ashlema Mukheris, to be something fitting for the serving Hashem, which is perfection, Allah Mukhash of a Maisim. A Tarmin Kominisik, Tarmin is completely pure from any kind of other interest or motivation, whatever it is, that's the only thing which can work. Just like in his back, we have to make sure things are so clean. Something else or anything which can work, Kafi Shemai. Now, so then she's trying. And then you imagine, Shemashu Zura said, It doesn't mean if a person thinks something's not perfect, Hashem doesn't accept it. Otherwise, you can get very depressed. All the mitzvahs we do, we aren't, they aren't in that level of being purely Yishma. So, what Hashem doesn't accept the mitzvahs? No, that's not true. Hashem does accept the mitzvahs. Hashem doesn't ever take Zura away reward from anything. And therefore, if we still did a mitzvah, we still deserve a reward, even if our motivation wasn't 100% tough. However good a person's actions were, that's what he pays him for. It doesn't have to be that he pays for perfection. But if you're going to talk about what's considered perfect avoider, the highest level of avoider, which is that's the level which is really right for a person who loves Hashem be'emes. That kind of avoid is avoid which is completely tough. Avoid is completely tough. Means that the only interest of doing it is for Hashem for no one else. And if a person doesn't have that of doing things which are completely the Hashem Shemayim, so then that's the, the further he's away from that, the further he is from this idea of Tara, of this perfection, which still hasn't yet achieved.
But we ask the question, how does the person get how does the person connect to doing something completely for for Hashem? Completely Hashem Shemaim, and there shouldn't be this uh, secondary thought that I wish people would see, I wish people would know, I wish I thought I'd get something from it. So I hear the Mr. Shem give us like two words of uh, an answer, so let's explain it a little bit. He says that's what Sarauya Lakal Ayavashem Bahamas. We're talking about someone which is dry, which is appropriate for those who love Hashem Bahamas. Now, what does that mean? So let's go back to the, the principle of Ishmael that we spoke about. And we said that Ishmael is a person's motivation in doing it is, and primarily it is because what Hashem wanted me to do. And then we said the problem is at the same time a person thinks about what other benefit we're going to get from doing it. Now, that only becomes a factor when the first thing a person thought about wasn't that important enough to them. In other words, if the primary reason I'm doing something, or it's a state I'm doing something, isn't so strong one reason, I said, and by the way, there are also other reasons too. But if the main reason I'm doing something is such a powerful reason in my mind, such a powerful emotion that a person has, so then at the time he doesn't think about anything else. Let's give an example. A lot of times, um, let's give an example of Hatzalah. A person who's rushing to save a life, whatever way it's going to be, and he sees the person in front of him and he sees that I can get him in time, I can try and start his heart again, I can try and save his life. So at the same time, is the person thinking, and oh, you know what, the session is very good for my tracking record if I manage to save another person. Even if a person normally would think like that, they're probably right now is completely out of his mind. Why? Because he's so focused on the task at hand, which is, I want to save this person, so I don't think about what other motivations I would necessarily have in doing it. Same thing. Any soldier goes into battle, backs and wants to be decorated, wants a medal, wants a promotion, and so, of course, a big part of what a, a soldier's life is his rank and his distinction, or whatever it's going to be. We even haven't said that. When a soldier is actually in the battle situation and trying to fight the enemy and trying to overcome the enemy and not get killed in the process, he's not thinking about promotions. Right now, because the, the intensity of his doing takes up his whole mind, that's all he's thinking about right now. I want to win. The target is I want to win. I want to destroy the enemy. And not thinking right now about, and it's good eye for me because I might get decorated for this, I might get a medal. That's, that's, that's not the focus right now. And that's the result of Tyra also. It says it applies to the person as Oyev Hashem Be'amis. Which means even if it's true that sometimes a person in the long run can't avoid thinking about what he's going to gain, whatever, whatever, whatever other things you said before, which is not with his Tyra, but if when a person does something, at that stage, the doing it is in a way which is the way of uh, Oyev Be'amis would do it, so then right now there isn't a motivation or something else. Right now the actual thing I'm thinking about is Primarily and solely the 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 avas Hashem in what I'm doing that makes for the level of time because right now at least when I'm doing the mitzvah so then my mind is tar I have nothing else I have nothing else that I'm focusing on doing distracted by right now it's like that which means there are, could be times when a person can't necessarily avoid any other influence there could be times when it's only possible it's impossible for a person not to feel that there's some um, possibility or tzad that he'll gain something from what he's doing. But that shouldn't be a factor at all when he's doing the mitzvah. When a person is doing the mitzvah, right now he should be thinking slowly, I'm doing this as a mitzvah, that's my motivation, that's what interests me, that's why I'm excited to do it, and I'm not thinking anything else. And to the extent we do feel like that, when it comes to those mitzvahs which don't come so often and we're excited to do. Uh, for example, a shofar and Rosh Hashanah, or the first time we take the dinner, or whatever other mitzvah is going to be. So now our focus is, oh, we're doing the mitzvah, we're trying to think of doing the mitzvah. And yes, if you ask the person afterwards, what other areas could you have been thinking 
which the mitzvah would have helped him in some other way. You probably could have come for some reasons. But that doesn't mean that's what he's thinking, Bashar's Tamaisa. If Bashar's Tamaisa now he's fully focused on what he's doing, and he wants to do the mitzvah right, so then that's the mitzvah which is done right. That's the mitzvah which is Nishma. That's the first point. The second point. And that is a, a deal in what Mr. Shalom said in the, in the paragraph before. And then he says that it needs Yaisi in the When you have a Taravis Isser in, in, in the midst of the person's day. What do you mean by so? Let's, let's, let's say it like this. The Mahalikh of overcoming the possibility of a negative intention besides for the positive one where a person dies, he says needs Melokharab, it needs a lot of work. What's the work? If you want to say it needs you and a person to think about why am I doing this and convince himself on the fact of doing this with Ayn Hashem and my motivation is pure and I wouldn't be for any other reason, that's, uh, that we can understand. But what's the avoid the rabbi? What's the Melokharab which has to be done in order to get to the same point? <coughs> And Melachat normally means in terms of physical work. So what's the, what's the, what's the physical step that a person has to do? And he says it's, it's a lot of work in order to be able to get this level of time. So there's two, there's two points to talk about. There's two ways to answer that. Again, the question is, he says, in order to overcome the sad machshava, sad legias, sad thoughts which are going to interfere with the purity of machshava, it needs universities to think deeper, which we understand. Think deeper that everything is for the body, think deeper that everything's white, everything should be lishma. But avoid the rabbi. It needs hard work. What, I mean, it needs hard work. What's the hard work? What's the work that needs to be done? <coughs> so, there's two points. The, and then these are the two sides of Musa to explaining this idea of time, which is going to speak about Hashem when we get to the next part. There's two points to what a person can work on in order to achieve a, a more of a level of Tara, which means more of a focus on doing this only in Hashem and nothing else in our death. The one is, let's say, the more Chitzanistic approach, and the more Chitzanistic approach. The more Chitzanistic approach is to do, to, and there were those schools of Muslim who held more of this approach, and that is that the is to do the mitzvah in a way where I'm sure no one's going to praise me for it. Not that I'm going to do something in a way which people will praise me, or I think they're going to praise me, and I'm going to try and find a way to overcome the COVID, not let it become something which interferes with my reason for doing it. Rather, I'm going to find a way to do something in a way where I'm for sure going to get guaranteed no one's going to appreciate it, no one's going to give me COVID for it, and then we may have done it in a way where I've taken away the possible negative. I've taken away the possible answer, right? because I've made sure to do it in a way where that answer is not going to affect me. For example, for example, let's say a, a person knows of a neighbor who needs money for the stock. So I could knock on the door and say, listen, you know, I heard, I'm aware, things aren't so easy for you right now, please take a thousand dollars. 
I'm sure it'll make life easier for you. So it's something like that. So the person is doing a big mitzvah. And yes, to some extent, he probably feels good about himself. He thinks now the neighbor's going to look up to me. I think what a wonderful person I am. And people might hear about it even. And everyone think of me as such a bad stalker. Now, it, even if the, the primary it's a mitzvah, like we said beforehand, but there's a possibility that in a person's mind, when they do it, they think, ah, either people will think that about me or I hope people think that about me. That's a negative. What would be a way, and this is repeat what the Padre Musa said on this, if a person wants to work on this idea of doing something in a way which is for sure not going to get anything from it. And it makes it much more useful. So rather than going up to the person and say, listen, now I'm way maybe having a hard time, but I'm in a position to have extra money, let me help you, whatever it is, now don't worry about it, it's, it's my privilege, I feel wonderful, I'm going to be again. And the other person thinks as well, wow, look how much this person did for me. The way to take away that gear in this particular case, is very simple. Again, I have a neighbor, I know about the situation, I don't think I'm about it. So what does the person do? Knocks on the door and says, listen, I have to embarrass, I'm very embarrassed to say this to you, but I'm going to admit it, what can I do? I feel like mistakes sometimes. You should know that some time ago, I couldn't help myself, I stole a thousand dollars from you. I'd like to repay you the money. Now, no one's going to give me any comment for that. If anything, they'll be gracious enough to accept it and forgive him. Sorry? There is a certain element of shaker, but that was a, a tool that the people used in order to overcome the negative middle which would come from it. What about causing their feelings? Now, now, now that guy might find something. No, it's obviously done in a way which, you know, of course, how wrong it was, 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 not to claim it's your money. Not to claim it's your money. To say, you know, somebody asked me to be this because I'm your neighbor. So I'm just a shleikh from some anonymous person. Yeah, but I'm thinking if I wanted to give it, in a case like that, they're not going to thank me too much. Okay, it's like, thank you for bringing us the money, thank you for bringing on to bring it to our door. But I don't assume that you're the one who actually gave it to me, and it takes away the gear of what the person feel, what the other person would be feeling. I found a way to the midst without that. And there were always whatever they did was they always trying to find a way to cover it. So no one's going to think of the matter that they would do. No one used to would see it as something which they could cover for. And then again, it doesn't it takes away the practical part of the design because no one's going to think, wow, I wish people would give me cover for this. I'm looking to do this for COVID. So I'm specifically doing it in a way where I'm not going to get covered. I'm specifically doing it in a way where no one's going to appreciate it. Okay, so that's that's the one matter. One matter is to do things in a more practical way. And in a practical way, that uh, is going to act in a way which that I'm not, I'm not thinking about what I'm going to get from it because I'm doing it in a way where I actually won't get anything from it, and then it's easier for me to make it lishma. That's the uh, that's the one way. The other way is more of an avoider. And as we said before, it goes back to the idea of uh, what he said before, and that's to get of someone who loves avashem be'emes, and that is to make the value of what I'm doing so much more than the other thing. So then, then it doesn't. It's, that's no longer a factor for me. If it's two things, for sure, for sure, it's chashuv the mitzvah. For sure, for sure, I'm doing it to and I want to know my boy and whatever else it is. But the ma'aser, you know, the fact that people look at me differently after this, it also means something to me. So then it's very hard to be to do something with Tyra. But if a person works on the on the principle of na'avus Hashem be'emes, which is that nothing else really cares care about, nothing else is really important. So then the more a person gets to that needs Malacharaba. But the more a person gets into that way of thinking, then it's like a, it, 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 it takes away a lot of what is missing. That's what the 
but I talk about they said a person was machtif for oilam choilef oilam asid oilam that a person switched something which could have been a world forever for a world which was temporary an oilam choilef and what's the yisaid oilam choilef the world which is temporary what kind of expression is that so the answer is when a person wants oilam choilef is whatever benefit he's going to get for what he does and the video he was that I could have gotten an oilam oilamid oilam of terror which lasts forever. Instead of that, I got an item which is temporary. It's People are, at, are doing it for a reason. And today you'll give me COVID, tomorrow I'll give somebody else COVID. They're interested in this, or they're not, whatever it's going to be. But then the more a person thinks about that, and thinks it's not worth it, then uh, my focus is dafka on the item, which is something which lasts forever. And it's much longer lasting than the short-term benefits, or the short-term like, expression of thanks, or certain rounds of applause I get, which is by the context meaningless. So then matter that makes it easier for me to, to see the value of the real reason the person is doing something and not the superficiality of it. And then he also, the avoid here wasn't necessarily to do things in a way which we won't appreciate. The avoid was the other way around. It was to focus more on the value of doing something which I can really gain from. And then remember the other things become less important. But even if, it, even if they're there, it no longer becomes an attraction. It's not something I would be willing, which I would consider important to me. Either way around, whether it's by Doing things in a way which is going to ensure I don't get any, any reward for it, or it's the other way around. It's going to do things in a way where I'm focusing it so, on the value of what I'm getting so much that the other things aren't significant in, in, in proportion, that that is the way of bringing a certain amount of tire. I'll just finish one story, um, which brings up this point that as far as I remember, it's a major but I don't remember the major is. It's a story of a certain Tana that he was in a city, and someone in the city. Uh, one of them, Roman nobility, lost a very expensive diamond necklace. A pearl necklace, whatever they had, a very expensive necklace, piece of jewelry. And this in particular, Amora found it, and he went to return it. So, was away. so when he came to the palace and said, Oh, thank you so much, is this the thing? Where is it? Look at it. Wow, well, yes, that's lucky I lost, I lost necklace, whatever it is. And then the Khan said, okay, I gave him a necklace, but I want to break off the last diamond. I give it for myself. Again? I want to break the, oh, it was like a necklace of diamonds. I want to break off the last one, I keep it for myself. That's the whole beauty of it, it's a whole item, it's a whole piece. To break off, it's going to ruin it. So that, that's what I want to do. I'm giving back your thing, but I found it, I want to break off the diamond. He said, listen, already you found it, right? You could have kept it for yourself. It's worth millions. But you decided to give it back. So you give it back properly. Why ruin it? No, why give us Kids, the person was obstinate enough, and eventually they said, This is our thing, we're not giving anything, we chased him out. And the, the, the manager said, One of the other Marae met him and said, like, like, Why are you embarrassing us? Like, people are going to think, Tommy Nikhachamim, they give us back and they have to be fat and the whole story, they want to break it and take it and keep part of it. Like, You're already doing the message, just do it properly. So the answer was, He said, Because Berega gave back that piece of jewelry. I started feeling that, oh, you know, that a certain pride, and look how good I am, look how people are going to appreciate me, look, something so valuable, I could have kept it to myself, and I didn't, I gave it back. So I was trying to think, what could I do to destroy any any feeling of gratitude on their part, and any feeling of pride on mine? I thought this is the way to do it. And to act like, a, like so obstinate about such a stupid thing, and then they're going to just get rid of me, and they're going to make me look like an idiot for it. So good, that's going to make it more than more. That was the active way of then destroying any other pinea than any other... Motivation the person could have had on what they did.